Hello everybody and welcome back. This is the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. We have our readings from uh, Joshua, Paul's letter to the Ephesians, and we're in, still in the Gospel of John. Uh, so this week we've got Joshua and the, the scene is kind of that all of these bad things are happening and Joshua kind of reminds the people of those things that are happening and, and they kind of say, whoa, hang on, like far be it from us to forsake the Lord. Let's change the way that we're doing these things because clearly this isn't good. Um, but this is a problem that we see so many times in the Old Testament. God gives man something good. Man messes it up. God has to start over or uh, sends a message of how things have to, we have to repent or how we have to make things better. We travel through the desert for 40 years and things are still struggling. Over and over again, we have this same story where Here's what you need to do. You follow me. You mess up. I got to come back and fix it. And then you, you, over time, you're like, oh my gosh, yes, we need you. And then it happens again. Um, and I, I think this is a perfect, or a perfect example of exactly what's happening in the gospel again. So Jesus is now through some of most of what he's saying of take this, all of you, eat my flesh, drink my blood. I'm the bread of life. Um, you know, the everlasting cup, all of these things, right? He gives all of these ideas. And we have this saying or, or this narrative um, conversation that goes, well, these things are really hard to do, so I'm just not going to do it. And you kind of go back to the Old Testament. You look at all of these things that God has asked of Israel and of the Jews, of his chosen people, and they keep saying, okay, we can do all that. And then as soon as it gets hard, they stop. Right. And it's the same as these These are disciples. These are people that are following Jesus. They've followed him down from the mountainside where he fed the, the 5,000. They looked for the bread. He finally said, I'm not going to give you bread. I want to give you the bread of life. Some of them left after that. Now it says that pretty much all of them have gone, except for the 12. And finally he turns to them and he says, so are you just going to leave me too? And Simon Peter, it's Simon Peter that speaks up and he says, uh, where else would we go? And I think that that's a question I know I find myself asking often that like when I when I struggle with something or, or there's something not going the way I expected it to go in the relationship, my relationship with God, I feel like God is sitting there and he's like, okay, but I have something better for you in store. And then finally I have to get to a point where you're like, you're right, like where else am I going to go? I have nothing else to turn to that would be greater than what you're offering me. Right. It's like the things that you're encountering on, on top are just kind of are really difficult or just whatever it is, but you know that the foundation is the only solid foundation. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that that does, I like the connection, um, obviously not a coincidence, but between right. the first reading and the gospel of just, um, of Joshua making, he's also asking everyone to make this choice of like, choose today as like as we're now entering yeah. the holy land like we're starting a whole new chapter of everything choose today whom you're going to serve like if it's going to be god like good as for yeah. me and my house will serve god if you want to go be like the, the pagans that you're mm -hmm. the, to make uh, serve all the idols that your you know your fathers served at different times and that's that's your choice um yeah it does eventually come down to a choice there is always some decision that needs to be made at the end of the day you can listen to jesus all day long but at some point, he's gonna something is going to be asked of you 
yeah. not for his benefit, but for your, for your benefit. Um, and so it's up to you at that point to say either, yeah, sure, I, I'm, I trust you enough to trust what you're asking or what you're saying, yeah. or is it, I don't, I don't like this, so I'm just going to back away from the whole thing. Yeah, and I think you know it's it's always interesting to me um, whether it's like through Facebook or social media or even conversations that we have around here or at the school um, when people are like, "Well, I disagree with what the church says about that, so I just I'm not going to be Catholic anymore." It's like, well, rather than learning more of why the te- church is teaching what it's teaching, you just give up, you turn away, and you walk away just because it's something that's hard or something that you don't completely understand, and this is exactly what's what we're seeing you know and the reality is that for most people as you know the the average mass goer doesn't even believe everything that the church teaches we we know statistically speaking from the pew research institute or from gallup polls of like these are the things that people struggle with rather than taking the time though to get to know more about those things they are either lukewarm in the pews and they're kind of there, which is good, right? It's a step in the right direction that you're coming to Mass and doing all those things. But then the next step would be learn about those things. I mean, for all of us, I, you know, none of us know everything. I think it was John Paul II that at one point in time said he's read the, the library of the Vatican and still feels like he knows nothing. And it's like, well, if you don't know anything and you've done that and countless encyclicals that you wrote and things like that, then the rest of us probably have a lot to learn still. Um, and some of those things are going to be difficult. I mean, our second reading today from St. Paul is one of the, I think, um, mis- most misunderstood or, or uh, communicated poorly scripture passages that we have. Um, wives, be subordinate to your husbands. And we kind of stop there. And we kind of get into this mindset of like, well, what makes him authority over me? And uh, you have conversations like that. But if you really look at what Paul is trying to do and talk about with the people of Corinth, it's the same thing. You have to make this decision. You know, he, he's talking about wives being subject to their husbands in the way that the church is subject to Christ. It doesn't mean that one is greater than the other. It's that there is this ongoing conversation. It was necessary in Corinth at the time because of the way that the the people were treating each other in different relationships. You also have to go further into it to say, Christ, you have to treat your wife or husbands, you have to treat your wives like Christ treats treats having a tough time. Like Christ treats the church. You don't get to suddenly like rule over her with this authoritative way. It's out of love that you are in this relationship together. And it's a constant relationship that is bringing people to that love. You know, it's meant to be the relationship between Christ and the church and between a husband and a wife is to to bring people to God. You know, it's not for one to rule over the other, one to be subject to the other. And I think we get lost in that. And because it's one of those things that like, this is a hard saying, so I'm just going to walk away rather than let's look at this, like understand what Paul was trying to do at that time for the people in Corinth uh, rather than just giving up and turning away. Right. I think it's just talking about not that the second reading in particular, but just the difficulty of accepting certain teachings of the church or certain passages of scripture that just sound like 
you really couldn't agree with that or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I think about I think it was C.S. Lewis. I forget if it was him or um, Chesterton, but it was one of them said, uh, especially in the modern age where there's so many people who have had some experience of Christianity and yet can seem so lukewarm about it. He said, "It's not that people have tried Christianity and found it lacking. It's not. It's not bad. It's much that." It's been found difficult and left untried, yeah. um, and that you know there is that point when you have to make that decision, um, and whether you like the apostles in the gospel, and just like I don't know what you're saying, I'm just as freaked out about this as everybody else is. Yeah. But I know that you have the words of eternal life, yeah. and I trust that that much is true. So whatever follows from that, weird as it may be, confusing as it may be right now, is going to be true, and it's going to be yeah. what's good for me and everybody else. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, the the challenge for, I think, all of us this week would be if we're struggling with the relationship that we have with the church or uh, what's going on in the church or, or whatever it might be, is there something out there that is better than what is true and, and what is good? Um, you know, I, I know that it's easy to look at the brokenness of of people and say, well, I don't want to be involved in that church because of that, but the church was instituted by someone who was not broken, someone that was perfect and did give us the words of eternal life. And so we have to make that decision for ourselves of, of where else should we go. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where all of us are at, that you know, things are hard, things are always going to be hard. Um, Christ warned us of that. Uh, another thing that he said with those e, uh, eternal words is, this is going to be difficult. And so uh, we have to figure out where we go in that difficulty. Do we continue to follow Christ or do we turn to something that may not give us um, lasting happiness, but temporal happiness? So, yeah. Thanks for watching. Uh, we hope that you are all blessed in everything that you are doing. Continue to pray for us and we will continue to pray for you as well. God bless. We'll see you next week.